Uh, take two. Season two. Yes. This may or may not be the second recording because uh, someone forgot to turn on their mic. <laughs> That's really ridiculous to think about. A whole episode recorded. It was bound to happen sometime. <laughs> I think it was bad. <laughs> if we were into making white noise, what is yes. the ASMR? Is that... Yes, our ASMR mm-hmm. episode. You hear me talking and then you hear a fan. <laughs> and faintly in the background, my co-host is also there. Very soothing. Actually, I could throw in some audio if you want to hear the episode you would be getting if we just went with. <laughs> Remember when we saw Sarah Bareilles and she wouldn't hang out with us? These are my people. It's yes. No, they were two different people. <laughs> join our patreon you'll get content like that (laughs) just kidding if you are hearing this then we have successfully recorded so snaps for us okay well hi hi welcome back we doing it hi friends yes yeah let's do it Hi Hi, friends, friends. welcome to Snack Time. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brandy. And this is the Don't Judge Me But episode of the Snack Time Project. So get cozy, grab a snack, and let's get started. Snack Time Shanty, we didn't know what snack time was many years ago, but we knew we were showing up for each other in a sacred ritual. Soon may the snack time come to bring us cookies and tea and fun. One hour the podcast runs, we have a lot of hope. We have created a space that's warm and safe, so join us, mates. You may not know what snack time is, but it's gonna be dope. Soon may the snack time come to bring us cookies and tea and fun. One hour the podcast runs, we have a lot of hope. I don't even own a triangle, so I'm a liar. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought you had one. Uh. Although I will say I'm very alarmed by the fact that, um, you know how we think certain childhood instruments are endearing? Well, I was listening to a live performance and uh, we were at like a a brewery. He played some of his original songs. What I didn't expect, uh, his instrument of choice was a kazoo. Oh. And when you're not expecting the kazoo, <laughs> it kind of throws you off. But to hear that like little like buzzing noise, you just think it's of like It's very a... funny. <laughs> it sounds like like a little cartoon duck just yes. like steps into the band. Like a little kid like taunting you on the sidewalk. <laughs> I got a pickle and you don't. I don't know. I guess that's what the kid <laughs> would the, say. Was that the song? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's what a kazoo sounds like to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Did you laugh? I did. I think we all paused and were slightly confused. or like, maybe the song's... Nope, nope. This is the song. This is, <laughs> this is the song. Did he begin the performance saying, don't judge me, but I brought my kazoo? <laughs> Everything's very timely. I think about that all the time. You know what? This episode, we're embracing the weird. We are. So this week, we are reflecting on that sentiment of don't judge me, but uh, thinking about times that we use this statement, why we use it, how it functions, what it means. Um, We're going to get at the vulnerability of being able to preface embarrassing things or vulnerable things with that statement. 
um, talk about some characteristics that we maybe intentionally um, disguise or hide about ourselves and things that we've been judged for in the past or maybe have judged other people for. Don't judge us, but... Speaking of don't judge me, but the first release of the Pumpkin Spice Latte came out this week and it may or may not be August. (laughs) But (laughs) I, I texted my friends and I snuck out of the house and I didn't sneak. I'm an adult. I can leave. This is quite a visual. <laughs> Just me sneaking out. <laughs> the dark of night. Like people are tracking me. Like, where is she going? And I was going through the drive through so I could hide what I'm doing. <laughs> but they know. The Starbucks people know. And I ordered my first pumpkin spice latte of the season because it great- brings me great joy. And to my surprise... It had my name and three glitter pumpkin stickers all around Aww. it. <laughs> and I was like, these are my people. <laughs> it was totally brought me joy. So it was my favorite thing of the day. They put little glitter stickers on my pumpkin spice latte. That's amazing. So it felt even more validating that I was doing the right thing. I do think it's something about um, amazing like customer service. I was in another drive through and one of the servers kind of had a radio like talk show voice like everything was like very exaggerated but like in a fun way and he was like good morning and like very pronounced like very very enthusiastic it was like alarming like he kind of like (laughs) stood back whoa this is a very level of like happiness I wasn't expecting before I had my coffee and like I like it instantly like made me laugh and and I was like are you are you on radio because your voice is perfect (laughs) I love that like contagious happiness that um that can be spread yes I I even think just anyone in a a bad mood kind of would just respond like you can't help but not respond with a smile because it's so Mm. contagious (laughs) I I think it could go either way. That's I true. Think that's true. It could, it could elevate your mood for sure. For uh-huh. most people, I would hope that's true. But I can also mm. imagine if you were having a really bad day yeah. and you were leaning over to make your order and then a booming voice just <laughs> basically, you know, overwhelms you with, with happiness. Um, I think depending on the person and the situation, it also could ag- be a bit aggravating. I know. I think that's how people respond to me sometimes. <laughs> just like I, I'm coming out with them with like my thoughts and a million different statements that don't necessarily connect, and then they're like deadpan, like grumpy cat face. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I know this may not be my audience, but I'm gonna keep going. <sighs> oh, have you seen that SNL clip? With Kate McKinnon blinking on his name. The guy from The Notebook, Ryan something. Ryan Reynolds? No. No, Ryan Gosling. Yes. 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 It's like an alien invasion and everyone's talking about this like beautiful story where they get abducted and they have this magical experience and then Kate McKinnon's like, yeah, little different for me. Have you seen that? (laughs) No, but I want to watch it now because I love her. There are five. (sighs) I will will send them to you. (laughs) They're so funny. Um, but that's what I thought of when you were describing your pumpkin spice latte experience. <laughs> I'm like, huh, little different for me. 
um, I I have not had a pumpkin spice latte yet, um, and it's because I learned my lesson last year around this time. <laughs> last year, when I heard that the pumpkin spice lattes came out. I thought it would be a nice beacon of hope for fall and change after being in lockdown for so long. So I made my way to Starbucks. It was not an easy feat because we don't have a car and public transit was only for essential people. So I walked over an hour to the nearest (laughs) Starbucks. In a pandemic, uphill. Didn't mind it. (laughs) Um, The terrain was uphill. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I was fine. I was I was happy to have a reason to be out of the apartment. And we get to the Starbucks. I'm so excited. And then I realize it's cash only. <laughs> so I have, like, after going through the line, I go back to the back. And I, like, go through every pocket, everything I have. We scrape together, like, three or four euros. I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm so excited. So I get back in line. And I go to the front. And I said I want one tall pumpkin spice latte. And when I ordered it... The barista said, oh, I'm sorry. We're not going to have that for a couple more weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it didn't compute right away. I was kind of like, that, that, I didn't think that was an option. Uh, I didn't think that was. The culmination of hope that I had for getting this sip of pumpkin spice latte, it had been on my mind for hours. And so she said, would you like something else? And without even thinking, I just say, No. <laughs> I scrape my little like coins back into my purse and I walk away and Brett's looking at me like what what happened and I'm like they don't have it <laughs> they don't have it here <laughs> I would be devastated I was devastated I mean two weeks just sounded like an impossible amount of time to wait but um yeah I saw like smoothie stand I did get something for the walk back <laughs> which is nice it would have been a long walk back with nothing <laughs> I did kind of tell myself in a very not kind way, well, you kind of deserve this because you in the past have said like fall things shouldn't start (laughs) until fall. So what am I even doing here in August? That is some karma. But we grow and learn. Right. 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 Exactly. So have I Mm -hmm. even tried? No. I'm going to wait. Man, when I just said you deserve this, I thought of, um, (laughs) I thought of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, that song. That song when she's like yelling at herself for just being an incompetent person. It's like, yes, I deserve this. <laughs> anyway, I'm super stoked for my pumpkin spice latte. I'm probably going to get one next week or whenever they come out here. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. You go to that one Starbucks and they're all out. But I'm, re- I'm really happy you got one because why deprive yourself of that joy? Yeah, I do think there is a lot of judgment around... <laughs> The idea of being basic or the idea of um, like falling into what seems trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need to find joy in these times. And it's really the little things that get me, like make me happy. And if it's having my fancy cup of coffee in the morning or being able to sit down and like, read a book it's nice to do like the little thing of what you can fit into your day yeah it's it's an act of self-kindness and I like I never want to be the type of person who is going to take away from someone's uh, joy right you know we, we talk about ways that we easily dismiss things or quickly judge but happiness is relative 
So like what makes one person happy clearly doesn't work for someone else. And I, um, I was just looking at the pumpkin spice hate tweet that you sent me. And I just realized it's from 2016. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's an, it's now an age-old tale. Every single season brings out like a new judgment for starting fall traditions too early, wearing shorts too soon, <laughs> wearing white in the in the fall. Yeah, if if it's not hurting other people, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it all, all of these things that we're talking about, like wearing the right kind of clothing or drinking the right kind of seasonal beverage at the right time stems from this Mm -hmm. idea that there is a prescribed standard or normalcy that we're not supposed to step away from. But then at the same time, people are criticized for following those normal Mm -hmm. trends. Apparently there's this left and right, like lateral limits that um, it's okay to be within it, but if you go too far outside of it, they're like, oh, that's weird. Right. You're in rebel territory. <laughs> I think maybe to get started, I don't know if you remember this, but you had mentioned maybe doing a two truths and a lie kind of post-secret confession theme thing. Do you want to go first? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to share three facts about myself. Two of them are true and one is a lie. And Brandy, you can guess. Good luck. (laughs) Fact number one. According to Spotify, I was in the top 0.5% of listeners to Taylor Swift in the year 2020, which means I listened to her music on Spotify for 6,000 minutes, which is about 100 hours. That sounds true. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) Number two. Um, ever since Pizza Hut debuted their stuffed crust pizza with the advertisement that you should eat your pizza backwards, I have been doing that and I prefer to eat pizza crust first. Also sounds true. I don't think I've had a stuffed crust pizza in like decades. My sister and I made one from scratch a few years ago and it was amazing. That sounds fancy. It was so good. Now I want to do it again. never even thought that you can make it yourself, but okay. <laughs> See, plant it. <laughs> dream big <laughs> and um number three i love and miss winston-salem north carolina so much and i miss it so dearly that i have a secret instagram account <laughs> where i post about how much i love and miss winston so i just made an account specifically for this purpose <laughs> that is my third truth there's some good ones um I'm leaning towards the Winston-Salem and pizza crust. Being the lie? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with the pizza crust. You are correct. (laughs) I hate pizza crust. I do love stuffed crust pizza, but otherwise I do not like pizza crust and I, I don't eat it. If I can dip it in something, you know, like garlic butter or sauce, then maybe I will eat it. But typically, no. Or sandwich crust, if I'm being honest. I'm basically a three-year-old. But the other two are totally true. Oh my goodness. Does Winston-Salem know that you are boosting their tourism? Are you getting, Are you sponsored? <laughs> I'm not sponsored. There, Believe it or not, there are about 10 like quality Winston-Salem fan accounts. I mean, it has a lot more <laughs> followers than our podcast Instagram account. <laughs> And more than my personal account. And I don't even post that often anymore. (laughs) But 
But um, <sighs> yeah, there's a following, and I get tagged and stuff, and I get really excited about it. So oh, I love that. <laughs> if you love Winston Salem, let me know. I'll I'll hook you up. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Winston-Salem is a city in North Carolina. <laughs> Not one of the most popular cities. It's a hidden gem. <laughs> um, also, impressive note about the Taylor Swift. Kudos, because I would put that on my resume. I was proud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know, I was already listening to Taylor Swift a lot to cope with my move before folklore came out and then so good the album we didn't know we needed and we got two even more of a bonus ever more of a Mm -hmm. bonus (laughs) are you just gonna start sneaking that in as a transition i was was just like wondering i should do an episode where i just sneak in taylor swift references that the average person wouldn't even hear or detect but my fellow swifties you would you would know i'll think about it I'll need to plan it a little bit. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah, let's hear your two truths and a lie. All right, so here are my two truths and a lie. Fact one about me. I am a one-time Cornhole League champion. Mm. Fact number two. My driver's license name does not match my name on my social security card. Fact number three. A guy in a bar once asked me if I wanted to be a model, and I said yes, and I showed up at his casting call in a random brick building. Well, I know which one I hope is not true. (laughs) (laughs) Just living life on the edge. (laughs) But do I believe that happened to you? I do. Um, I believe that... The driver's license is true because I just think that happens to a lot of people for various reasons if they change their name. I, that seems believable to me. I'm going to go with the cornhole. I don't I don't think you're a cornhole champion. That's hurtful. You haven't seen my <laughs> athletic prowess. <laughs> but it's also true. We were runners up. Silver still makes it on the platform, although we weren't champions. How many, how many teams were competing? Does that matter? <laughs> Was it was more it than more? two? <laughs> I saw that. Look <laughs> at <Good> judgment. <laughs> the mo- the modeling one is also true. Yes, yes. I that is how I got my gig working for Rosetta Stone as one of their mm. models in their their fun scenes. And by modeling, I mean I participated in. Um, they would build these like scenarios for their. Um, lessons so I was once I once worked in a grocery store I worked at a food market (laughs) a farmer's market I um, participated in a cocktail scene one another one was pretending to win the world cup at in a bar and then celebrating in the streets so all sorts of like random and funny it sounds fun yeah absolutely were you pretty convinced that this person was working for rosetta stone and it was legit um at first it's sketch (laughs) he had a business card and it seemed pretty legit i mean it's a a big company and where we went to school in harrisonburg so it makes sense why they would recruit jmu students (laughs) well so those are some things that we might preface with hey don't judge me but yes i was in the top 
0.5% of Taylor Swift listeners, or don't judge me, but I don't eat pizza crust. Um, we posed a similar question to our listeners for story time. So let's get into story time. Let's get into story time. So we asked three questions this week on our Instagram, which is at the snack time proj, P-R-O-J. The first question was, finish the sentence, don't judge me, but dot, dot, dot. Uh, the first person said, I don't like Beyonce since she went solo. What? <laughs> this is this is going to be challenging, I think, not to uh, judge judge these responses. Um, I'm just try- I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Oh, my heart. We're going to try to keep this a judgment free zone. Absolutely. But my initial initial reaction is what? <laughs> I love Beyonce. How? Because I love Destiny's Child, too. Amazing. Love. But Beyonce is Beyonce. Yes. I'm just confused about what you don't like, I guess. <laughs> but we're not judging. Thank you. <laughs> Here's an anonymous place where you can share your secrets without judgment. Now we're going to judge you all. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for sharing that. that. That was brave. The second person said, don't judge me, but I love pineapple pizza. Um, me too, honestly. I, I do. Oh, you do too. Great. So no no judgment here. I'm all about the sweet and savory. It's a good combination. I, yeah. I, I've always liked it. Yeah. I think we just lost all of our Italian audience. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't judge us, but apparently we are pineapple pizza eaters. Yes. The next person said, don't judge me, but I'll replace something before even considering if I could repair it. But I'm working on this. That's fair, especially with like cars or bigger appliances, like just the hassle of repairing, um, working through things like it's exhausting. I was just thinking about Sean, like he spent 12 hours just alone this week on replacing the wheel bearings and other repairs on my car. And it's a lot. It's a lot to maintain and upkeep a car for years. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of smaller things too. Like if you have the skill set to do that, amazing um but even for like garments of clothing if i have a tiny little hole i am more likely to donate it or discard it than try to repair it myself and i i'm also trying to get better about this in the magical city of winston-salem i went to a workshop to teach you how to like sew and mend so i just brought in a couple of dresses that i hadn't been able to wear because they had a hole or the hem had fallen out a dress that i had like taped together and i ended up just basically giving my garments to these two wonderful women who repaired them for me. Wow, that's amazing. They're like, oh, you can use this double-sided tape and do this, and this is how you do this, and they just fixed my stuff. It was wonderful and made me realize I really need to, uh, it would be great if I could actually do that on my own. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not us on the Oregon Trail, (laughs) showing off our fancy skills (laughs) of enthusiasm and great podcast voice (laughs) trying to think of the special skills i would bring to the oregon trail creativity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. creatively look at a problem from multiple angles yes conflict resolution perhaps um snacks we'll bring snacks yes there's things we can do i probably can keep a fire burning 
I might not be that great at starting it, but I'm pretty sure I can add logs. Right. I, I think for general, like, maintenance of <laughs> morale building and keeping things going, we would be great. But if there is someone who's going to get cut, <laughs> I don't think... I don't think we're top tier people. Uh, and the last person said, don't judge me, but I ate all of the Starburst. What does this mean? Like in the world? I feel like that's like a knee jerk reaction of like, are you talking to me? Like they saw the story and then they had this bag of Starburst in their hands. And they're like, I did it. It was me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people have a favorite flavor of Starburst or at least one that they really don't like or won't eat. So I'm used to seeing, like if it was me, it's the red ones, like the cherry ones. So I would just, there that would that would be left. I always needed to eat two of the same color. Like if I was eating M&Ms, like I would need to eat two red ones, like for each side of my mouth. Uh, like Interesting. That's, I would like collect all the colors and then... I would eat two blue at a time, two red. Do you still do that? No. I am. <laughs> I think uh, I just I become more efficient with my time and I handfuls, handfuls now. All right. Number two, embracing our flaws. <laughs> I'm not totally proud of this, but I'm dot, dot, dot. The first responder said a procrastinator, um, which this is us. This is all of us. I thought you meant you and me. <laughs> we Yes, I think we all procrastinate certain things at certain times. And are made to feel guilty about it, which... Try not yes. to. I try yes. not to. Um, especially if you're trying something new, or um, it feels like a little bit out of your element, or you're unsure of how to start. Um, you will clean your room before you even start an assignment or yes um you'll do all of these other things before you do this one thing because um it's just the the starting but once Mm -hmm. you start you can get the ball moving but then you're on a limited time crunch and now you're panicking (laughs) i like i like how you use your (laughs) like like generally this is this is everyone i would actually sounded like a personal experience (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> story story I read all the time it was uh beauty and the beast <laughs> uh yeah no i i am guilty of that often and, and it's a mix because i do it is a way for me to prioritize things that i haven't been doing and then i do feel good that oh i like cleaned my room or mm-hmm. you know whatever but absolutely um the second one is defensive even if i know i was wrong I admire being able to recognize that. I think it's like a, also just a an intentional choice to to pause and um, not let other people's like projections like sit on you too too much or internalize criticism. Um, the third one was attracted to intelligence. It's not more important than kindness, but I favor it anyways. Mm. Intelligence is hot. I mean. Yes. Not to be mistaken with arrogance or... <laughs> right. Um, um, a, the last one is a little weird and awkward. Yes. We all are. Yes. We all are. Yes. Yes. That's called being human. Yes. Um, okay. And the third question we asked is, I don't care what people say. I love... Our first person said BTS. 
not to be confused with Backstreet Boys, because I did not know what BTS was. I mean, I, I did, but I didn't recognize it when I first saw it. Korean boy bands. Modern day boy bands. Yes. I only found them through TikTok, and that led me down, like, whole K-drama. <laughs> Adding all of these K-dramas to my Netflix queue, and <laughs> next thing you know, you're just reading a lot of subtitles. But it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, the second person said, I don't care what people say. I love myself good yay all about that answer love that i don't care what people say i love sauerkraut sure good for your gut health i i don't know that i've had sauerkraut i've been to a lot of oktoberfest lately no <laughs> there's a pandemic i'm just kidding um <laughs> it's like coleslaw no cabbage definitely cabbage it's like pickled right yes like i like pickled stuff so i probably like it it's an acquired taste i like it um i'm a fan of sauerkraut then I probably am too, because we both like pineapple and pizza. Speaking on which, our last person said, I don't care what people say, I love pineapple and jalapenos on my pizza, which I do too. Is this the same person just still like trying nope. to validate themselves? This is, this is a different person. We found a community. Maybe this is our secret sauce. Like, Does everyone who listens to this podcast love pineapple pizza? So what does it mean, don't judge me, but we kind of use it as a, a preface or a way to kind of test the waters. This is your notice. I'm about to say or do something weird. Yeah, I'm trying to think of times when I have used that don't judge me, but phrase. Normally in social settings, when you're interacting with new groups of people or coworkers, and you're slowly letting your personality show. I think it's like anytime you're admitting they're like, so what do you what do you do in your free time? <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, you wanna you wanna know <laughs> how I live my life. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> These people don't know me. Like how much am I willing to be vulnerable with them? Right. Let's just test the waters. <laughs> yeah, I do remember being at a work reception for like a retirement party mm -hmm. for someone I didn't know very well, but there was this beautiful tower of like fruit and chocolate and nobody seemed to be interested in it yet. And they had made an announcement that we were allowed to eat it. <laughs> so don't judge me, but I'm going to go eat this yeah. food now. Like how are um, we just standing around talking? Does anyone not see that? <laughs> I take a lot of pride in being the first in line for the buffet. At <laughs> <laughs> Let me start this for us. If anything, I'm really the champion of a good time because <laughs> I led the people to the source of food. I can think of so many times when I just was like, okay, I'm going to go get food now. And by the time I have my plate, now there's a line. This pandemic has created um, a different sense of normalcy and... I think as we all kind of emerge, like re-socialize. Yeah, like what's what's changed? What social norms have changed? This idea that we're supposed to act and behave a certain way, like you're supposed to be friendly. And I, I was having a conversation with a really sweet older Irish man on the train platform the other day. And we were both like, uh, you know, two meters apart and masked and could not understand each other's accents he would say something and then i would clarify and then he would be like what what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> this is how people talk now <sighs> absolutely do you do you consider yourself to be a weird person when we talked about our core values 
I feel like I'm just like constantly like moving forward. I don't know if that answers your question. It's interesting that you brought up core values because I actually do think that people who are comfortable operating outside of the mainstream norm is something that I find very endearing, valuable, attractive. And while I did not identify weirdness as a core value, I was a weird kid. I was a weird looking kid. I had weird behavior. I had a crossbite. I had very thick glasses. I fell down a lot. I had thick frame purple glasses. I had headgear. Um, I had a very uh, fun pear shape that made my dynamics of falling very easy. Um, but I bounced right back up. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at it through the lens of uh, my own children. My daughter has never ever matches her clothing. Has like the, the funniest like outfit combinations like wearing costume jewelry mm-hmm. and a t-shirt. Really, really um, brightly colored accessories. Like I just love the like this is me, <laughs> take it or leave it type of approach. And like, and through her lens, she's like, this is great. I love this. I love these things and I'm going to wear all these things. And this is what makes me happy. A lot of the women that I have admired throughout my life have had that kind of style approach, you know, that like I'm going to choose things that feel like me and reflect me, not things that are necessarily um, standard. Because it's exhausting trying to fit into like, traditional beauty standards because I don't look like the traditional beauty standards and it's taken me to adulthood to recognize that and to embrace my brown skin to embrace um, my aging spots to embrace certainly all the wear and tear that my body has endured over the years if you don't start embracing it now then than when yeah when we talk about a normal standard or, or what was you know presented to us as, as normal like that is it's so manufactured and not representative of the population yeah that's true representation is tough because when you think about like what what you think representation is actually representing <laughs> the people that it covers there are a lot of minority voices and populations that are excluded and you know we talk about this all the time about social media being that double-edged sword of either showing too much of of the good but also being a way to connect um these like individual like outcast voices that may not have a platform but now do yeah i mean don't judge me but i have muted most of my friends on social media i can go look at anyone's account if i choose to but the actual feed that I get is extremely curated. It's intentionally exposing me to a variety of ethnicities, a variety of body types, a variety of experiences. But I, I don't actively like scroll through my friends' photos um, unless I'm in the Winston-Salem account and I'm just scrolling through fellow, fellow Winston-Salem loves. Yeah. It takes effort to intentionally curate who you are and are not exposed to with things like social media. And it's something I've spent a lot of time intentionally doing and i feel bad because i missed some updates but um you know it's interesting because we bring up tiktok a lot and how um this this form of short form like content has really um kind of taken over because it's digestible and people find what they're interested in more quickly um whether or not you know we become a society of convenience that's a different talk but i will say that it's 
it's interesting like scrolling through the feed and you have that aha moment of like these are my people uh, <laughs> I too you're like are we all just living the same shared experiences like <laughs> you're like I thought I was weird but you also do it too <laughs> yeah and, and that's what we need I think are those people that you feel comfortable being vulnerable with who can kind of be a beacon of demonstrating what it feels like to walk your truth even if it is different so this is from Kenzie Brenna who is a body positive activist that I follow on Instagram and I'm going to summarize a post that she posted on August 30th 29th you'll you'll find it (laughs) I'm going to summarize it last year I did an exercise writing out some of my self-limiting beliefs One of those beliefs is I'm too weird and I'm not normal enough. And the very next day, a friend posted the etymology of the word weird. Weird is having the power to control fate, chance, or fortune. I felt my whole body relax and for the first time be okay with my weirdness. I mean, the whole universe is kind of weird. A big bang expanding into nothingness stars explode and then some bits of them are inside of our blood a floating planet in a goldilocks zone that allows things like flowers and sex and ice cream to exist self-limiting beliefs are hard to get rid of but i promise whatever you're insecure about is most likely your superpower just waiting to be discovered oh my goodness that's amazing i love that even the second time it's still like i'm in awe of that description it's beautiful right like yes it's such a powerful perspective and just like why do we diminish the parts of ourselves that are weird Mm -hmm. because they're probably the best parts i don't want to be a robot right I was just thinking we were talking about the word weird Mm -hmm. and I wrote a post a couple of years ago about my dad um, saying how much I miss him. But like when I feel lost, like I lean into his advice and humor and wisdom and I always try to see myself the way that he saw me, which was confident in my weirdness. I love that quote so much. Confidence in your weirdness. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's true. Like there is a certain like... um, freedom that Mm -hmm. I felt when I was around my dad like a certain level of just confidence and security Mm -hmm. and just embracing my own kind of weird that it was something that was valued and appreciated that's beautiful thanks we're not one dimensional and we're multifaceted beings we should embrace our differences yeah it's just it's such a sad thought for me to consider how many people could be having this thought of oh I don't I don't want to behave in a way that could be perceived as weird and instead is trying to fit into this day-to-day persona that just doesn't quite fit and doesn't quite feel right I have like intentionally stepped out of the bounds of what is normal and safe and good and that is threatening to people who are still in that bubble that's not the point of life so let's talk about um kind of flipping the coin what are some moments that you've judged someone or a situation and kind of now regret as an experienced babysitter (laughs) who had spent multiple hours around small children sometimes if I saw a kid who was crying or struggling like in the supermarket or something Mm -hmm. I probably judged their parents a little for not being more empathetic or consoling that child Mm -hmm. it's mostly when I see a kid who is in distress and I don't feel like they're getting seen or supported I've probably judged parents in the past but now that I have so many friends who have kids and I understand that sometimes that is the 15th meltdown of the grocery store outing I have I see it very differently Mm -hmm. they just need to be in that space and and cry it out and not be consoled um so yeah I feel I feel guilty about that 
Yeah, I, I definitely, um, after becoming a parent, like, judge parents a lot less because there's so many different scenarios. Like, the child has autism or a sensory, um, like, issue or they're just feeling their really, really big feelings that children experience and don't necessarily have the coping skills or ability to kind of understand and the stress of the parents, the stress of the situation. There's um, so many different perspectives to um, consider and realities to consider. Um, And it is so easy to judge. Um, I definitely (laughs) am quick to judge um, people that don't tip servers well or treat customer service in in sales poorly. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, truly, if I see someone being disrespectful to a server or any anyone in the service industry, I get really defensive and I get I get really upset my my judgment my initial thought is like you have never been in one of these roles and you don't respect people who are and that's a big leap because maybe this person is just having a terrible day and they've been trying to like take care of something on their their lunch break for for three weeks I don't know but that is a time that I I struggle yeah I guess it's hard to find empathy yeah (laughs) um yeah I was like, oh. Another time I thought about recently, um, this was several years ago, but I had a friend who um, decided that she and her husband were going to live in different states for an undefined amount of time. And I suspected during that time that there were some other like relationships going on, which at the time I was looking at marriage in a very like traditional lens. And I thought that was like weird. Um... And then fast forward to several years later, like Brett and I decided we wanted to live apart for a certain amount of time. And like, as we continue to evolve our our idea of like marriage and relationships, like I'm sure other people are going to judge me or may have judged me. Um, But yeah, I do regret doing that because this is a person who I really like, like and respect. And that was not my space to be like, I have an opinion about how you're handling your relationship no I shouldn't have done that and I was on like a different note like um seeing families go through divorce or non-traditional like family units um or even families that co-parent um divorced parents that co-parent really well um I think there's just different ways that people make families work there's so much beauty and and differences um that I used to judge and but I just didn't understand and we never like we don't come to these conclusions on our own like a very specific idea is drilled into our heads from um very early on but um I actually Mm -hmm. I remember because I was like having this conversation with my dad that I was like concerned slash judging my friend and he had such a chill and measured approach of like you know different things work for different people and it's it's really not your call if it works for them, that's great. That's their thing. It's not yours. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I love that I can like reflect back on those nuggets of, of wisdom mm-hmm. and perspective now because it's true. It wasn't my call. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, I was so socialized to believe in this like um, nuclear family unit and that it was the best and the healthiest. And it's actually now, in my opinion, not, it's often not the best or the healthiest. Like people who, 
have stronger communities and intimate friendships and share share burdens like I don't know I, I think we're doing it wrong in terms of the nuclear family society a lot of the time so yeah I regret I regret the judgment right yeah it's the unlearning of uh, uh, I guess some of the traditional norms that we were um, taught once you start unlearning or growing even just having a conversation is a good growing moment yeah learn learn change grow well is that our eat pray love (laughs) (laughs) either one whatever you need fine Uh, i won't judge you (laughs) it's a it's important for us to recognize own and embrace our differences and accept that we are different and that everybody is different. And I, I really liked what people were willing to share in our story time segment about like recognizing, yeah, I don't love this about myself, but I am defensive sometimes, or I am, because like, that's part of it. I, I think it's a lot easier to deny and just be like, I'm great. Like I'm, I'm doing a great job being a human. I would rather be around people who are accidentally too loud or you know, say the wrong thing sometimes than, than trying so hard to contain and own, like to, to not be able to actually exist because you're trying to like hold and conform into this other space. Like I would rather people just be able to let themselves be who they are. Embracing our new snack time affirmation. Yes. So now it's time for our snack time affirmation. Where we, we take everything that we've said and we just squeeze it into this little nugget of wisdom for you to sit with for the week. Yeah, so we, we talked through this a bit, trying to think of how we can encompass this idea of not wanting to be judged, not judging others. And I think we landed on before immediately judging a situation, seek a variety of perspectives. Yes. Empathy is our superpower. We're all on a journey. We do judge. We all have flaws. We're all working towards self-improvement. And we all have things that we're not proud of. And I think it's recognizing, uh, being aware of your surroundings and different perspectives that um, help us coexist better. Yes. Yeah. It's a process. Yes. We're in process. Dot, dot, dot. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here. We will keep moving forward, observing the world around us and holding on to hope. Friends in our cohort said that snack time was the break they didn't know they needed. Maybe this is the podcast you didn't know that you needed. Until Until next next time, time, peace, peace, love, and and snacks. What do you want to say? (laughs) Maybe something like judge less ask more questions or maybe like when i judge i'll notice (laughs) it's gonna happen yeah when i judge i'll notice it i mean there's something fun about being big judge less love more i can love someone and judge them simultaneously (laughs) i do it every Every day day.